Dear listener, just me and you. Like old uh, Frankie D. Rosie doing his fireside chats, telling the American people what he's been up to. Um, which, and you know, I, I don't know exactly what those, those were uh, in content, but I would imagine kind of the first podcasts. You know, that's, that's what everybody says. Who, who, who started the podcast? Frankie D. Rose. And that's sort of what we're doing. And may, maybe, you know, he'd sit down, he'd say like, well, um, America, uh, here's the, uh, here's my, could the coffee I'm drinking lately or something. And, and, and I'm a big coffee head. I have coffee every freaking day. Believe it or not. Please believe it. Honestly, I, I don't know how much trust I would have eroded if you would, wouldn't believe that I drink coffee every day when I, when I told you. So I hope we're not at a point where you you don't feel that that it's in question that I drink coffee every day because I do, um, and I'm a big cream guy, creamer guy. You know, these people come out here, they say, "Oh, I, I drink my coffee black because because I'm like things that taste bad." And I don't. I my favorite things to taste are things that taste good. Uh, that's always been my preference. And I, maybe you've heard me say this before. My favorite food is variety. Isn't that fun? Say, what's your favorite food? Variety. You know, you go to a, you go to a wedding. They say, do you want the chicken or do you, or do you want the the fish? And I say, both, please. And they'll usually, they, they'll do it. They expect that sometimes. It depends. Sometimes you got to say beforehand which one you want to get and you can't choose both. But then what I do, I say to Courtney, I say, lover, let's, let's make sure we each get one and we'll cut them in half and we'll swap and we get to try it all. Because as I pointed out, my favorite food is variety. Now I'm a creamer head. Big fan of creamers. And... uh the liquid, the liquid creams, you know, Coffee Mate International Delight, certainly the big boys in that realm. Um, Planet Oak, uh, Oak, Oat, Planet, Planet Oat, is that what it's called? Planet Oat, they, they've got some good ones coming out. It is Planet Oat, good job, Matt. Um, but Coffee Mate International Delight, those are the ones that always seem to be Getting the the big brand, they they partner up. You know they'll have Oreo or something, not cookies and cream. It's straight up Oreo. It's got the logo right on there, and I try them all, even if I don't think the flavor sounds good, because I have to know. Now we're at a special time right now because Coffee Mate currently has out frosted gingerbread. What's the big deal about that? Well. Not but a year ago, Coffee Mate made a, a big to-do about their, their frosted gingerbread creamer. I was like, oh, that's great. Can't, can't wait to check that out. You could only get it last year through a giveaway on Instagram. You had to win a contest to, to get the frosted gingerbread creamer. And you, you better believe I was in those comments with everybody going, screw you, Coffee Mate. I'll tell you what you can frost your butt, your freaking asshole. Frost your asshole, asshole. And people do get uh, 
pretty pretty upset in the creamer uh, comment section. There's a lot of what make it sugar free or bring bring back tiramisu. You know, it, it's uh, people get really wound up about their coffee creamers. Um, so uh, I do have frosted gingerbread right now. Now uh, this is a, a common review from me. Just kind of tastes sweet. I I, I don't really. Uh, let me. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really. I don't get gingerbread, and that's such a common thing. And it's so so sad. Uh, they had a fruity pebbles creamer. Uh, not something I'm that interested in, but of course I tried it, and it was insane. It tasted exactly like fruity pebbles. Um, I'd n- I don't think I'd ever tasted one quite so on the nose. Well, then they came out with a cocoa pebbles, and I'm like, this is great. That sounds way better in coffee. Cocoa pebbles didn't really taste like cocoa pebbles. Tasted just kind of like sweet. So what they do? They taste like sweet. It's upsetting. Um. It's also a, a bummer right now. Uh, you, usually they have a wave of new creamers in the uh, uh, winter season. And they, they would have already been re- unveiled. But I, I, don't, I don't think that's happened this year. I don't think we have. They'd put out like three, you know, limited time creamers. And I, I haven't seen that. Uh, now, if you want to know, my current daily drinker uh, used to be International Delights Cinnabon. That was up there. Uh, I'm a cinnamon head. And uh, right now, you're not going to believe this. I've, here I've been talking about Coffee Mania. I've been talking about International D. Great value. Uh, has a speculos creamer. That thing's my daily drinker. It's limited time, but they've had it out for, I think, about a year. So I'm hoping Great Value knows what to do. Make that make that year round, you know. Or, well, it has been one year round. But... Take that limited time banner off of there. And I, boy, I don't know what I'll do without it. Go nuts. Go psycho. Send them an email. I'd probably email them. I'd probably email them and say, I wish you'd bring that back. <laughs> Can you imagine me sending that? Gosh. But uh, I don't have any of it right now. I do. We, we, we have three pumpkin spice. Now, this is another thing that you you can believe it or not, okay? And I hope you do. I swear, I swear, the coffee creamers fluctuate in their flavoring. There's a a brown butter chocolate chip cookie. Uh, It came out last year, um, and then it was gone for a long time. It's a coffee, mate. It's like a chocolate chip cookie flavor. Last year, I tasted it. I went, eh, it kind of tastes sweet. It's whatever. This year, I got it again to to revisit. I do think it tastes like a chocolate chip cookie. This year, it's working for me. Now, isn't that insane? Uh, so every year, I do get a pumpkin spice creamer from from ID and CM and see which one's better this year. I'm not saying that perhaps it's not that my tastes have changed and I prefer one over the other. Usually, my I feel... International Delight, uh, pumpkin spice is a little more of a spiced thing. Uh, Coffee Mates is more of like a sweet, like you would, you know, go to go to Starbucks, get a get a pump pumpkin latte matcha mocha, you know what I mean? Like that is closer to that. But 
Uh, I got Duncan's too. Duncan, now I, uh, the, what is this? Coffee talk, Mike Myers, you know? Remember? Coffee talk, remember? <laughs> um, Duncan, I think, makes one of the best uh, just, you know, cheap store brand. Well, cheap, huh, that's, you know, relative. Um, but of the of the coffees you can buy at any old store, I think they have one of the best coffees, but they're creamers, man. Almost have like a nasty taste, like a like a off something off about it. I don't like it. It's gross. Um, but I did get one again to try because, I, like I said, Almond Joy uh, from International Delight used to be my daily drinker, and um, I, I I got it like two or three times in a row where I was like, this is gross, but it's my daily drinker. What's going on? Had to stop getting it. Someone else said that they felt the same way, that the Almond Joy International Delight Creamer has gotten worse over the years or just changed. I don't know. Call me crazy if you want. But if I find out that you called me crazy, you're dead. You're dead meat. All right? So go ahead. Call me it. I can't stop you, but I can do something about it. Now... Uh, again, I'm doing this. Look, I don't want to be here by myself. I'd love to have a guest. I'd love to have my potential co-hosts. We're moving through that potential co-host thing so fast. It sucks to put out an episode where we don't make any progress on it. I feel like every episode we're getting closer and closer to to determining who's going to be the full-time co-host, Courtney or Dylan. You know, it just feels like such a, wow, really putting the brakes on it to make an episode where we don't talk about that. But um, I want to be consistent. They they say in podcasting, consistency is indeed the most important thing. And uh, so it doesn't have to be good. It just has to come out every week. I've made some changes to my life um, that uh, that I think will, will make the podcast easier to be uh, more, more, more consistent. Um, I love, I love the pod. I love putting out the pod. I love, you know, we go out there, we we meet new people. I love it. Cause then it's just more people to talk shit on. You know, we, we sit here, we do an episode, we interview somebody or whatever. And then after you, you wouldn't believe how long we sit here talking shit on them, you know, just going like, like we'll we'll be like title volume are you kidding me you know be like what a dunce what an idiot oh friggin the mini colored death more like the mini colored snoresville we'll say that we really jesus christ supercar more like jesus christ snore snoring car like on a train sleeping car jesus christ sleeping car you know, so it's I want to get more guests on here so we can talk uh, shit about them after. And I am uh, making that happen. I'm making moves, you know, to really expand the MFB entertainment empire. And I am so glad, dear listener, that you're along for that ride. Um, now, you guys might know... Um, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. You know, when people say, oh, you play music, what do you play? I say, multi-instrumental. 
And and they'll be like, well, what, you know, like what? And they'll be like, multi-instrumental, okay? And, and, and one of the multi-instruments I play is drums, and I play drums in middle-class fashion. Uh, I am pushing to get us to a point where that we don't even have instrument name. You know what I mean? Like people would be like, oh, they're just a band. You never, you don't know who plays what because they're just bopping around. They're just like touching everything. They got their freaking hands on every, everything. Who played guitar on that? Could have been any of them. Who's singing on that? They all sound exactly the same now. But I'm, I play drums in middle-class fashion right now. And middle-class fashion has a Patreon, um, which, by the way, I th- I feel like we could have our little fireside chats on Patreon. I feel like I should move these over to there when the consistency with the guests and, and just the boys is higher. There's a Matt F. Bosler Patreon. I don't even know if you guys freaking know that. I hope you do. I hope you join it. It's fun. We're having fun over there. We review, uh, we do We do album. We listen to albums. We listen to uh, movies and watch them. And we do little, uh, we do, I put demos up there and things. We've got the music side of stuff. Um, but uh, Middle Class Fashion also has a Patreon. And uh, dear, dear Jen, Jez Malone, Jenny Mouse, uh, just put out a, a, I guess you'd call it a podcast. Um, that's interesting. Uh, definitively, I don't know what a podcast is. It, it's she put out an audio her talking to you on Patreon. In between, now she's always cranking out demos. It's hard for me to write songs. I gotta, I struggle. And then her demos sound good too. I think my her demos like you could put them out. You could put them on Spotify and it'd be like this is cool. My demos sound very much like demos. Um, some, but not by design. I don't make them sound bad by design. But I do, I am usually, which I guess she is too. But I, my point of a demo is like, hey guys, this is kind of what the song sounds like to the other people that are going to play instruments on them. Uh, they're not really like intended to listen to. Um, but I th- like I said, I, I don't know if hers are necessarily intended to listen to, but they're always like good enough to listen to. And I feel like mine, I'm like, Messing up notes and stuff. But I'll still put them on the Patreon. You can listen to me screw up. Isn't that great? Isn't that the world we live in now? That you can go listen to people screw up if you pay for it. So, Jim put out a podcast, I guess. Again, I don't know what the... Jim put out a fireside chat. And in and, and it, she spoke of uh, her questions. A few questions with Jim Malzone. Um, and this is while while we're heading out of town playing shows, uh, 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 Jen does w- one of her most important jobs in the band and especially in the van is to have a list of questions, conversation questions to uh, ask everyone, you know, keep things moving, keep us engaged uh, in the van, not, you know, falling asleep or and all that. Um, so especially the driver. <laughs> so I thought, you know, you could go to the Patreon, middle class fashion Patreon. You could listen to hers. I think you can do it for $2. And I'm telling you, plethora of content over there. And then you can listen to these. Or you can listen to these, then listen to those. 
Uh, I'm going to answer the same question she answered on on her uh, uh, fireside chat. Um, so here we go. I, I wrote them down. Uh, clean or messy? Now, I know Jen said a little bit of both. And I don't want to steal her answer. So I guess what I would say is uh, sort of half of neither, you know, but also half of both. Um, I would not consider myself uh, a, a dirty man. I, I feel like um, hygienically, I'm certainly clean. Um, but 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 I but do I clutter? I clutter. I clutter. It's an accident. It happens. I don't notice. I look around one day. I go, oh no, I've cluttered. I've done it again. Um, we and I'll tell you what. People come to the loft where we live, where we screw me and Courtney, and uh, they go like, wow, you guys have so much space. And there's a truth to that, certainly. And I love the loft. I'm not down on the loft. But you really start to notice that like walls and um, closed off places really make storing stuff. We don't have, there's no like, when you walk in, there's nowhere to put your things and there's no closets in here. Uh, so when you bring in a new thing and you don't have like a very specific spot for it, it can be difficult to find a spot for it. Um, and we're not particularly handy people. So like building things is not our forte. So we always have to find little cabinety things, which we don't have enough of. So... So I guess unlike Jen being both, I'm like, I'm kind of neither because I'm kind of a little bit messy and a little bit clean. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? I'd freak out. I'd be very disturbed. I wake up one day, I can't see my hands, uh, my feet, you know, I'd be, I'd scream, I'd be, I'm sure I'd be screaming. I'd be saying like, Courtney, Courtney, what the hell? What the hell? Can you see me? Can you see me? Uh... I, I don't know. I, I would definitely want to try and eat something to see if it's like, well, when I will that that become invisible, or will you be, see the food slide down me? And then I guess if you can see the food slide down me, I'd go, oh, I wish I didn't do that because now I can't really enjoy being invisible in any kind of way. Um, but I, maybe I wouldn't be thinking about that because I. I don't know if this point, if I know it's only going to last for a day. If if somehow I, maybe when the witch cast the spell, she said, you know, something to the effect of, for the next 24 hours, uh, you'll be invisible. Then I would calm down a little bit. But if I had no idea when this was going to end, oh, gosh, that, that would be disturbing, troubling. Um so other than other than that, I mean, I can't really think past that. I guess I would just be trying d different things. Uh, I'd put some clothes on and see if that looked kind of neat. I'd go, oh, cool. Look at me. Um, maybe like dip my hands in paint or, or like put put some paint on me and go, whoa, cool. You can kind of see. Oh, I'd, I'd want to stand in the rain and see if you could like see my outline in the in the raindrops. But if it, I don't know, maybe it's not going to rain. Also, I guess I'd have to be nude. 
and and if we're in a situation where I don't know when this is going to wear off, I might be too too scared to go outside, um, and if fear of that everyone will see my little pecker when it wears off. Uh, what podcast are you listening to mo- most now? I look now. I've I've said before that we lie on the main feed and we're honest on the Patreon, the Matt F. Bosler Patreon. Um, but the but these I think are a vibe of ep that might go on the Patreon eventually. So I'll be honest here. I do have a real. I, I don't know if it's a problem or not. Um, but I definitely. Listen to things I dislike a lot. Uh, and, and podcasts have really taken over that genre for me of, of I'm, I just listen to a thing and try to wrap my head around why anyone would like it. Um, and sometimes, and I, like I said, I don't know if this is a bad thing I do. It kind of, fe- when you start saying it out loud, it definitely feels like, this might be bad. This might be like something wrong with me that I do this. But um, <laughs> I, I, I find it easier to entertain myself or keep myself busy, I guess, listening to something I dislike than something I like. There's few, it's harder for me to find something I like. And then, and then mediocre things just don't seem worth it at all, right? So it's like I'd rather watch something or listen to something very bad than mediocre. And certainly I'd rather listen to things very good, but I think there's not that many of those things for me that fit exactly what I'm I'm looking for. Uh, I did just start the uh, Adam Scott and Scott Aukerman's uh, Bruce Springsteen. They go through album by album of a, of a band. You talking... Uh, you two to me. Then they did REM and Talking Heads, and now they're doing Bruce Springsteen, which has confirmed for me that I do not care for Bruce Springsteen. I was hoping maybe uh, I had a the wrong idea of, of Bruce Springsteen, but it sounds exactly like what I thought it did, and I don't care for it. Now, the podcasts I, I dislike. I, there's there's two right now that I listen to a lot. I'm not interested in. Saying the name of them, I I, I don't want to, you know, uh, bash nobody. But I will say that one of them kind of does what we do on the Patreon. They they pick a, a record and then they all talk about it. And they think they talk about records in very funny ways. Um, they're not musicians, certainly not that you have to be a musician to talk about records. But they will often, they'll say things like, oh, there's, this song's crazy. It's got so many time signatures and key changes uh, and they it absolutely will not have that. Um, and they're they're very uh, hyperbolic. I think a thing we do, maybe we're not uh, hyperbolic enough. I think we often go like, yeah, it's pretty good. I, it's cool. Or like, I didn't like that one. Um, man, they're always saying like, they do that thing, a thing that bothers me about where they'll be like, nobody could have played drums on this except this drummer. And you listen to it and you go, I, they're doing a great job. I, I don't think, I, you know, you're not trying to diminish the work of someone, but you think like, I think a lot of people could have done this. I think there's people that feel like the only way to compliment something is, is by saying it's, it's a singular 
thing, you know? And uh, I don't know. That sometimes bums me out, I guess. Uh, uh, it's not, not something I agree with. I think that there are, are a lot of people that could have played rhythm guitar on a lot of the Beatles songs and maybe would have even come up with the same exact uh, thing, you know, that John would have come up with for that guitar part. Um, they will, and they go the other way too, uh, where they'll be like, Ooh, actually, uh, actually John Lennon actually sucked. Like, I don't know. I don't, know if he's, I don't know about that. I don't think we have to say that. So that's one I listen to as a music podcast where I kind of disagree with everything they, they say. Um, and then I listen to this other podcast where they critique and make fun of other, other podcasts. And, uh, I have a lot of problems with them. I, I don't care for the just the personalities on there. But one of their issues is that when, when you set out to make a thing where the thing we do is make fun of these things, right? So it's not a, it's not a podcast where they're like, did we like this or not? It's always negative. They're always like, this sucks so bad. And when you come from that angle and you put out a show every week, you know, you, you, you have to pick you have to pick a podcast before the next week or, or whatever. If maybe you batch them, but still you're you're picking fifty-two podcasts a year and they all have to just suck so bad, except you know, things don't necessarily suck so bad. Some things are just like, I don't know, wasn't that great? Wasn't for me, whatever. So they're so nit picky and the things that they talk about they're so like I couldn't believe that she said that uh, me and Dave instead of Dave and I like like I don't know if that really matters on a conversational podcast um not an actual example of something they've done uh but they're also kind of like sucky people uh they'll they'll have um Podcasts uh, hosted by large women, and that's maybe even the the they've done these ones that that's the concept of the podcast. It's like, hey, we're big women and we're talking about it, and they don't seem to care for women in general that much. Uh, but but a, a problem they have is that they never seem to understand self deprecating humor. So, a woman on a podcast, typically with like a pun name, you know, like. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. I can't think of one, but you get it. Um, pod fat or something, let's say. That's pretty good. And and the woman, the, the lady will be talking and she's like, yeah, I went to uh, somewhere and they had pizza. And uh, yeah, I ate uh, most of the pizza. And then they cut in and they go, oh, yeah, I bet she did eat most of the pizza. And you're like, she made that joke. She already did that. Yeah. What are you doing? And they're laughing and they're thinking, man, we're funny guys. And uh, it's just the, the amount of times they seem to miss a joke that the person made. It's specifically a self-deprecating joke at someone's expense, at, at their own expense, you know. And they'll, they'll like repeat exactly what the person said, but they're saying it like they thought of it. It's idiotic. And I can't, I don't know, I guess I listen, I guess that's, maybe I should stop listening. But I can't, because every time, and every time they do something, I go, are you serious? Uh, 
And uh, they are. And they, they have a, you know, the, uh, the, another thing. These are like uh, radio guys. I don't think they were in radio, but they loved, you know, classic Howard Stern stuff. That era of like thing. And they can't seem to get away from that concept of a broadcaster that y- you should never say um or they'll do these super cuts of people going um i uh, uh um well um yeah um 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 they'll cut it together like that and be like can you believe how often this person says um but that podcasts aren't that but you don't have to be a broadcaster people enjoy the conversational flow of a podcast they're not looking all the time for a hyper edited piece of content um and i'm not okay now look i think you can make fun of things i don't think that like you can't listen to a bad podcast and make fun of it maybe even make a podcast about that right like i i don't know i'm not saying that it's wrong to kind of poke fun at something but when you like don't get it and and you're you're basically saying like this is bad because it's not radio but it's like not trying to be radio i don't know I, maybe i'm not making any sense there's things that just aren't for you and, and and even then i think you can still make fun of things that aren't for you like i'm not saying that like oh i this isn't a genre i like so it's untouchable but you can't, it doesn't make any sense to then make fun of the parts that are like specifically not for you, I guess. Maybe that's wrong too. Like if somebody made a podcast about uh, uh, people that are sexually attracted to paper plates, let's say, I I could say that's crazy. Can you believe that? I guess you could kind of make fun of like if they were talking about like, oh, this one had a rippled edge. It was so sexy. I mean, you could say like, that's nuts, but you couldn't say like, I can't believe they're, they shouldn't talk about that on their podcast. That seems like exactly what they should talk about. I'm off the rails. I don't think this makes any sense anymore. How much money to shave your head? I Shit, just ask me to do it. Give me a reason. What is your scared to ask the doctor question? Uh, I don't think I have any of those. I don't go to the doctor very often. I, uh, I, I wish that I did. Um, maybe get a checkup. I'm a fairly, I think, healthy person. I don't have a lot of ailments. Uh, if something was really bugging me, I, I think I would go to the doctor and ask them. And if they said. Oh, it's bad. It's like, I'm not afraid to hear that something's bad. I, I'm not, I'm afraid to have bad things happen to me. I'm not saying I don't, that like, I don't even care if I get terrible disease. I definitely do, but I'm, I'm not like, avoid, I don't want to, I'm not trying to avoid hearing it. I'm trying to avoid getting it. Um, I guess there are things that like, I wouldn't want to look stupid, you know, or, uh, I, the times I've gone to the doctor, I'll like, well, I lost my voice for, for like a good three months and it, it was bothering, I like uh, got to the point where like, I need to go to the doctor. I got to figure this out. Maybe I have a nodule or something. 
And if I did, you know, I'm like, I, I want to find out. I want to know. So I was telling the doctor all the things I've done. Like I cut out caffeine. It was a moment in my life where I wasn't a coffee guy. And I don't think that counts in the drinking coffee every day. I didn't mean of my life. And you knew that. So when I said believe it or not, I didn't mean since I was born, I've drank coffee every day. So don't try to put that on me and say, well, I was right to not believe you because you just admitted it. But I quit drinking caffeine and all, all these. I did a couple things, right? And so I'm telling the doctor the things I've done. But I'm not trying to like diagnose. I'm just telling them. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go into a doctor's office and be and, and sound like I'm trying to say, like, look, doc, I've already cut out caffeine and that helped. So that's definitely something to do with it. Make sure that you blah, 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 blah. Like, so I guess that's the stuff I'm afraid to say that I don't want to say some irrelevant piece of information that then they think, oh, this guy thinks he knows. But he don't freaking know. Because I don't. I don't know anything. I'm a real dunce. I listen to podcasts I hate. They're my favorite ones. Ugh. They really don't get uh, any kind of humor that's not like, I hate my wife. You know, like that's their, they really like that shit. Like, ugh, my wife. She should be cooking. Ugh, hope no one thinks I'm, a, I'm gay. They really like that stuff, and if, if comedy is anything different than that, they don't uh, they don't enjoy it. They don't understand it. What would you save in a fire? If I honestly, if I could only save one thing, pro- probably whatever is on fire. You know what I mean? Like if I can get that put out, seems like we're in the clear. So, uh oh, the drapes are on fire. Well, I'll save the drapes, and then the fire's out. Um, or the build, like the building would probably be the one thing I'd save. I think maybe, um, the heart of the question here is what are the most important things to you? So I'm clearly skirting around what the question's asking. Um, and let me, then let me address that. You know, it's like, ask what you mean then question, ask what you mean. Uh, hierarchy of things I'm saving in a fire. Myself, hold on. It's like in an airplane. You can't help anyone else if you're burning to death. So I'd look at my say, I'm not on fire. Let me go get Courtney. I, I would get, I'd get Courtney, pick her up, put her on my back. Then I'm not playing any favorites. I'm seeing who's closer, Edith or Duke my beloved dogs. And then, uh, you know, I grab whichever one's closest, then see where the other one is, then get that one. Um, I don't know after that, maybe, maybe my computer, I feel like there's a lot of files on there that I, I probably would be bummed if I lost. Um, I don't feel like I own a ton of sentimental things at this point. Uh, I, there's instruments I like, but Honestly, they all feel fairly replaceable. I've been trying to not be so attached to things. People talk, okay. This is a thing that I've talked about several times and I have trouble articulating exactly what I mean. Um, You ever heard people talk about, oh, uh, they're taking Arrested Development off of streaming. I may have talked about this on the pod. Sorry if I have. 
They're taking Arrested Development off streaming. This is why you should always buy physical. You know, you should buy the DVDs because they're going to take it off streaming. And I see these people who just buy everything, you know. The, the new DVD comes out, they buy it. I don't, do they watch it? I don't know. And I start to think that that's maybe strange that we couldn't, I mean, VHS isn't even that old, you know. It's pretty old, but I'm saying movies used to be, you'd go see them in the theater, and if you missed it, you missed it. It's gone. It's out of the theater. There's no home video. They might show it on TV or something, but there was a time certainly where that didn't happen. And then not everything went to VHS. TV shows definitely didn't get uh, full seasons most of the time. They do like best of VHS tapes or, you know, just select episodes. Here's all the Halloween Roseanne episodes or something. And DVDs came out. They started putting everything on DVD, all the all the seasons of a show. But I guess what I'm saying is like, is our relationship with media fucked up? Like, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that you can't see something, but like, do you need to see something? Like new stuff is coming out. I love Arrested Development. I, I would maybe in my life watch it again. But if that option was taken away from me, do I need to own... Let's say I, they... Which, by the way, they didn't take Arrested Development off streaming. False alarm. But let's say I knew in two months they're going to take Arrested Development off streaming. Would I, I wouldn't go buy it. I don't want more stuff like that. And I, I, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't own anything. I think your favorite shows or something, sure, have go ahead, get them, get them physical. Uh, again, this isn't me saying like physical media is bad or anything. Th this is more for the people that are, or not even the people, it's for me. It's my own personal feelings and thoughts on what I should be like with things. Uh, but I, I, I don't think I want to bring like an item into my home to take up space that's like, oh, I don't really like this that much, but I might want to watch it someday. So let me fill up this giant shelf. Which, as I said, me and Courtney don't have enough shelves and we can't build them. We're not handy. So I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is like people get in this conversation about like, oh, physical media versus digital media, but then I'm kind of like, I don't know. Does it matter? Like, do we need so much media? Someone should be archiving things. I'm not, and I, do, I think it's important to archive things. I think that's a good thing to have. You know, you hear about all these movies uh, that, that are lost, that got burnt up. You know, the, the prints are gone. You can't, can't ever see them again. And it's like, ah, oh, it would be cool to see them. Uh, I do wish somebody maybe held on to that stuff. But I don't know. Does every prop from every movie have to be saved forever? What is the value of that? Oh, here's the ticket stub that they used in the scene in uh, The Blob where they go to the movie. I mean, if I had that thing, I would think that's kind of neat. But, like, does it matter that it exists? Uh Again, I don't know. It's cool. Right, look, Danny's big wheel from The Shining. If I could go see it, I guess I would. I would think, that's hey, that's it. That's neat.
But if I heard, if I found out that like, oh, the big wheel from The Shining got smashed by a train, I think I would all, I would go, oh, okay. I don't, I don't think it matters that much. It's just stuff. But I am glad that we have learned to record things. So like, I'm not saying we shouldn't record things and put them places and be able to watch them later. I said, it's my complicated feelings. I'm still working through it. I shouldn't have brought it up. Do you believe in ghosts? I don't. I have night hallucinations. Uh, I have them pretty often. I would say um, a couple times a week. It de- depends. There's certain triggers that will make them worse. Going to bed really tired. Uh, eating right before I go to bed. Caffeine before bed. Uh, be- be- so- people talk about sleep paralysis. I'm not uh, paralyzed during these things. But I'll wake up. I'm up. I'm sitting up. I'm looking. And I'll see like a person. Um it's all kinds of different ways. Uh, sometimes they're just outlines. Sometimes it's they're more detailed. Uh, but they're always right there, and I can. Well, uh, not too long ago, I saw it was a lady in like lingerie, and she was turned, had her back to the bed, and I was like moving my because I I sometimes I'll wake up with enough uh, uh, not peace of mind, frame of mind, with enough mind. To go, oh Matt, you do this. You wake up and you see things, uh, but I'm but I'm seeing it, you know. So, and I'm I can't see. It's interesting. I can't see what's behind it. Like I'm seeing this thing. So <laughs> I see this lady, and I'm like moving my body, my head around to like go. Well, can, and and she's like parallaxing with the world. Like she's interact. You know what I mean? Like. As I looked around the side of her, I saw more of her and she moved. So uh, I've seen orbs floating around, spiders in the bed. Usually it's people um, and they'll be like peeking out or something. So my point is, I have I see these things sometimes nightly that my brain's just cooking up. And uh, so when people say, oh, I saw a guy walking, I don't think they're lying. I think they probably did see it, but I think your brain can really get you going. Now, you might be saying, well, Matt, maybe you're seeing ghosts every night. Uh, I don't think so, but maybe. Maybe they follow me around. Maybe it's, uh, what it was, it Insidious? Is that the one where it's like, it's not the house that's haunted, it's the boy. Maybe it's like that. Do I have any irrational superstition? Uh, no, I think all my superstitions are rational. I tell you what, I do got this one. Um, after I like use the bathroom or something, I have this feeling that there's like tiny organ, like you can't even see them, but there's just these little creatures on my hands, like so small, like the naked eye can't even see them, but, but Say if I were to like eat and these got into my mouth, I, it's just a crazy thing I have that they could like make me really sick. So after I like use the bathroom or like pick up after the dogs or something, I'll, I run my hands under water, you know, for, for a while, like rubbing them together. 
And um, sometimes I'll I'll use stuff to to like break down the surface of the the water, um, to to really get it get it off of me even more. Um, so you know, uh, maybe that's a little crazy, but it's just something I do. Um, gosh, honestly, every day. I mean, yeah, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm. I'm putting this goop on my hands and running them under the water just to get these little, I mean, like I said, I can't even see them. Can't even really feel them, but I know they're there. And so that's my one superstition. And uh, bye. Bye.